All right, we're back. Another episode of the We Miss Sports Podcast. I'm Noah. Yeah, brought to you by Noah and Sam. Um, plenty to talk about today. Plenty well, we to always talk say about. we always say that there's there's plenty to talk about in depth. Maybe not in in width, in breadth. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so another weekend NFL football in the, in the in the books. A few games of NBA in the books. The Celtics finally lost. They they it are was not going to go undefeated. You know, we we got it out of the way early into a respectable team. I mean, I was just happy we beat the the Magic. And yeah. We went three and zero. That was a trap game that yeah. we would have lost any other year. And you know, I think what's nice about them starting three and zero is that uh, the Bulls lost. Keep in mind they were up double digits, and then they ended up losing by double digits. But in any other year, that would have really bothered me. This year, you know, not so much. They'll be back. They'll be back. Um, so obviously NFL news to talk about, um, the World Series is right around the corner starting this Friday, Halloween also this Friday or this uh, no, weekend. Monday, I think. Monday, but yeah, you know, Hall- yeah. Halloween, right, I guess, because right, yeah. it feels weird saying that as an adult. Yeah, no, but, right. Um, World Cup coming up and apparently it's very yeah. expensive. Um, F1 race in, in Austin last weekend. Um, but anyways, let's start, let's start with the NFL and let's talk about, the, the Patriots and the, 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 the disaster that was Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, you lose to the Bears, which is tough to do. They ruined our take that they would win their next seven straight. I know. We, we were looking good. <laughs> they got blown out by the Bears. Um, but I guess the real, at home, too, in Foxborough, but I guess the real drama, if you can call it that, is, you know, the quarterback situation. I think Zappy Hour unexpectedly popped back up. People weren't expecting yeah. it. And, um, I mean, honestly, he came in originally and was pretty electric. I didn't think Mac played that bad. I mean, dude, I'll be honest. That was the most shocking 15 minutes of football that I've seen as a Patriots fan, excluding, like, excluding Seahawks and Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah. That was some of the most shocking Patriots football I've ever watched in my life. I mean, people my must have been was texting on each other left and right. Like, yeah, they actually did it. People were probably saying, I mean, we were saying, Mac's on a short leash. He goes out there. He doesn't do whatever. Like, Bill's going to yank him out. I didn't think Bill would actually do it. I didn't think Bill would actually do it, and I think it's one of the stupidest things Bill's actually ever done. I, I just, It just doesn't make any sense to me. I thought they would at least, I mean, and they should have at least given him a full game. The guy didn't play for four weeks, and you give him a quarter of bad football? Yeah, I mean, both players ended up saying that they, well, maybe slightly conflicting. Max said that he expected that. Um, and, and, you know, the, he did. Well, he said that that was part of the game plan, apparently, you know, maybe maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But that, you know, he Bill had approached him and told him or the, someone on the coaching staff had said, you know, this is a possibility. Um, maybe he wasn't expecting it, though. And then Zappy, I think, was just like, you know, I prepare for you know, I prepare the same way every week. And you know, it, Bill's in his head. Bill's in Zappy's head. He's got him brainwashed. It could be it. It could be it. I mean, you know, I, mean, I thought Mac looked good. They weren't scoring I mean, points. He's a, he's a uh, sprained ankle too. You know, you're not going to come back and just be a plus, tip top shape. Right, he was he was running the ball well. He looked quick out there. Yep. He was making solid throws. Like well, God, they just weren't scoring. Well, really. you know, Ramondre and the receiving core really showed up to play once Zappy came in. They weren't looking so hot. Okay, the in off- those first few series, the, the offense looked jazzed up yeah. once uh, Zappy came in. But after those first 14 points, Zappy looked terrible. Yeah, he looked terrible in the second half. Yep, yep. I think at the end of the day, it was just kind of outmatched. Like you said, I think it was an odd situation where, you know... I mean, they never pulled him, though. He, he closed out the whole rest of the game. Mac never came back in. So maybe they were just managing Mac's ankle, and they are like, all right, we probably have this game lost. 
uh, we'll save you for the rest of the season. You know, he's gonna. I mean, Bill's gonna get a lot of questions this week. I mean, he, and, he's gonna. Give he's not gonna. He's, not, he's yeah. not gonna answer a, a damn one. But I don't know. Like I said, it was my jaw was truly on the floor from, well, from the minute Zappy came in and then threw a then dot, throwing that dart, yeah. and then threw another one. It was. I could. I couldn't. I really couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, the stadium must have been feeling like they were witnessing history. Yeah, I mean, I mean, God forbid our defense could get a stop. Like yeah. the, Bill, Bill's the. I think the Bill solely is the reason for that loss. If you ask me, really? I mean, the defense played terrible. He can't figure out who his starting quarterback is. Pa- Patriots in disarray, as they say. They were rolling before. Um, speaking of ki- uh, players being benched, Matt Ryan. This was uh, just announced that he will now be sitting uh, backup. Sam or not Sam. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, Ellinger. Yeah, Sam Ellinger will be coming in uh, for the rest of the season, remainder of the season. Yeah, they, they came and said that outright. Yeah, so. They got ahead of it. You know, they weren't necessarily, ex- I don't know if they were expecting Matt Ryan to be better than Carson Wentz. But, I was. But, I mean, it was, what, 11 yeah, fumbles? I, I have it right nine here. So picks, or is it, do I have it in reverse? So, Matt Ryan so far this season has thrown nine interceptions, been yeah. sacked 24 times, and dropped 11 fumbles. All of those are the worst in the National Football and League. And it's been, what, six weeks? So, tough numbers. I think they're probably honestly doing him a favor. I mean, it makes sense when you look at the numbers. Yeah. And uh, the offensive line ain't doing much for them. Jonathan Taylor's got nowhere to run. So, I feel like the NFL, it's always the play to just put in the young person, see how they do. At the end of the day, like you almost have like a better insurance policy because the backup is like a seasoned person that can always just come in if you know. Yeah, but you know, I, I would have liked to see Matty Ice uh, give it one more go. Matty Ice, he's, he's one of my he's one of my guys. BC legend, as they I say. I like that guy. You, you know, know, I've had him on my fantasy bench um, appropriately. Good thing you kept him on the bench. Well, I was gonna say appropriately, I've had him on the bench all season. He hasn't started a single game for me, but I do regret a couple weeks ago he went off against. Um, Jags or something? Yeah, some random game, and he dropped like 40 in our league, which obviously is inflated. But, um, you know, I if I had played him that game, things would have went well. But um, in other – oh, go ahead. Well, to briefly go back to Zappy, mm-hmm. actually. Um, Zappy so, mania. So from the moment that Zappy came into the end to the end of the second half, his odds to win Rookie of the Year went from 50-1 to one to 5-1, to one, and then after the game he's now sitting at 13-2. to two. Still pretty good odds, honestly. I mean, five to one is egregious. The Patriots are like last in the AFC East. What do they think is going to happen here? They just give out Rookie of the Year awards just because somebody, you know, has some fandom. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I think like the Vegas was swayed. They, Zappy Hour, Zappy Hour hit Vegas. Yeah, they were they were drinking the Kool Aid a little bit. I mean, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. What are they now? Three and five. Three and four. Three and four. And yeah. they have the Jets this week, which is not which is an easy yeah, it's, it's not a it's not a gimme. It's not a gimme. And that I think our predictions going to end up blowing us in the face. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe we we cursed yeah. it. Seven in a row. Mac we better we start next week. He better. I swear to God, if they if I, I I can't I don't know how you justify giving up on this guy. I think they had asked Bill who's going to start next week, and his answer was we finished the game. So it's up in the air. <laughs> I guess it is. Um, but what were you going to say next? Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if you had seen the video or if you guys listening have seen the video of um, uh, Mike Evans in the tunnel after the Buccaneers game, and a couple referees came up to him and what looked like he was signing autographs for them, and obviously that's a no-go. You can't have ref- – I'm pretty sure it's like, – I mean, it's definitely against the collective bargaining agreement to, like, 
sign things for refs. I do think there's a loophole, though, where they can get signed items if it's for, like, charitable causes, but that has to right. go through the league. What are they saying? It's like a, it's like a form of a bribe, Basically, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, literally a form of a bribe or favoritism, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the NFL came out and said that, no, 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 none of that was happening. There was no autographs being signed. And I, honestly, I personally buy the story. Mike Evans um, came out He's and said... He's a stand-up guy. No, stand-up guy. He said that he, he talks to refs uh, all the time. And the particular one, uh, Jeff Lamberth, um, he's the one who seemingly requested this this whatever. But Mike Evans said that he was talking with Jeff. He talks with refs all the time. He likes to be friendly. And uh, I guess what they share they have in common is both of them went to Texas A&M. And I guess Mike Evans, big golfer. Jeff must be as well. So what had happened was apparently Jeff was going to connect Mike with one of Jeff's buddies who's a big golfer, maybe give Mike some lessons, whatever the case may be, and uh, he just needed Mike's number. But he didn't have anything to write it down on, so he, he called his, his buddy, his other ref, and he said, I just need a, a play card or something. Mike writes it down, but because we don't have the full story and the angle's a little flustered, it looks as if he's signing some sort of autograph for him. Yep, They're all chummy-chummy. Yep. Um, I mean... I don't think anybody's that stupid to, you know, get an autograph signed in a tunnel with cameras all over the place. So surely I believe this story. It actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, just we're clearing the air for, for people who are out there thinking um, Tom Brady's cheating ways have spread to Mike Evans. You know, I, I like that story. I'll run with it. I buy it. Yeah, I buy it. Mike Evans, stand-up guy. Yeah, he just wants a phone number. Yeah. Is it strange to ask for somebody's phone number nowadays? Those guys, they, they don't need autographs. They're no. on the field with them. Yeah. They don't need any extra memorabilia. The yeah. memorabilia is right in front of them. Yep. I mean, the, the memorabilia is the pictures and the videos that they can give to their family and, and saying, bad, I was on that field. I made calls, that call. And the flags. Yeah. Um, but speaking of, of, of Tom Brady and the Bucks. um... So the the Bucks obviously lost twenty one to three to the to the Panthers who are who were seemingly in the dumps having a fire sale. Who even started for them? Uh, I think I watched a look at that game. I mean, I could just look it up. I forget his name, but um, obviously they traded McCaffrey. They're tr- unloaded Robbie Anderson, new coach, new quarterback. But yeah, I don't know, man. Tom Brady and those Buccaneers they they have some stuff to to figure out. And I think yeah, PJ uh, Walker, Tom can't be happy. The memes are the memes are relentless. Yeah, I mean Tom didn't have a. I mean his QBR was fifty five point eight, so that's bad. not necessarily great. Yeah, like you said, it's pretty bad. But overall, I mean thirty two for forty nine, threw for two hundred ninety yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, but you know, the, clearly the offense couldn't get anything done. Um, honestly, just to rub it into you, trading Lenny might have been a great move. No, my team, my team is back. I. Your I, team's I can back? Feel it, yeah. Really? I, I mean, can feel it. I looked at my lineup this morning and I, I felt real good about ooh, it. We, is it us this week? Yeah, second matchup of the year. Wow. I mean, you know. But my team has been terrible. No, it has. So well, that's why I think I got the edge, maybe. Embarrassingly bad. It's hard. Like the last three weeks have probably been the worst three weeks of my, my fantasy career, quite yeah. honestly. And you think just because. Uh, I have to set Herbert and Eckler that it's your, it's your chance. Well, I'm primed. I got. I have the bye week advantage. Your your team is clearly at a disadvantage on bye weeks, yep. and I think my whole team will be uplifted by ETN's uh, rise to to fame. Right, right. We're gonna Maybe ride it, that rocket ship. I mean, you just need an extra point from everybody who's playing. That should be enough to give you a little buffer, right? Well, it's just embarrassing. You know, we play in a league where you can get a hundred points combined from like, or 
we play in a league where a punter could potentially give you 40 to 60 points any given week, and I haven't even into quarterback. I well, haven't even. Didn't you I, have three players, including a punter, who couldn't even get 12? Or well, was that somebody yeah, else? Yeah, so my, my two quarterbacks combined for less than 13 points. Wow. And it's the third week in a row. I haven't even gone over 200, and this is a league where people regularly go over 300. So I, I've literally been. I mean, you the came. Worst you, team you, in the league you came out weeks. firing a little I bit. I was three and one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you lose this, you're at the bottom of the division, I think. Or but I, I, made, I made a big trade, and all, and, and the guys who I traded for are finally playing. So okay. yeah. I have my. This is the four, first full week of my my newly established squad. All right. Well, you know. So that, I have reason to be optimistic. I'm personally rooting for your downfall. I bet there's some people who have the opposite view. Um, back to Tom, though. You think he's? Reg- I mean, we can literally ask the same question every week. But how do you how do you think he's looking at the rest of the team around him and the outlook for the rest of the season? You know, generally, these things don't go well mm. when the player, specifically the quarterback, retires and comes back. Obviously, maybe people thought it would be different because it's Tom Brady. Obviously, no. Michael Jordan did it quite successfully. But not he, so much the second time. He also wasn't as old. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm actually of the belief that it's not a Brady problem. I actually think it's a Todd Bowles problem. I don't think Todd Bowles is a very good coach. I think mm. if... Uh, What's his face? Arians. I think I, I think if Arians was still coaching, I think they'd be in better shape. Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You watch them play and like they don't really look terrible, but then you look at the score and you're like, damn, they're not good. Right. Right. Well, you know, we'll we'll see how the rest of the season shakes up for them, but you know, I won't. I I feel like it's usually uh, wrong to bet against Mr. Brady, and so. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what at least what history shows. They were pretty bad his first year in Tampa Bay, like halfway through the yeah, season. Right. And then they you yeah. know, turned it on, won yep. the Super Bowl. Yep. So, you know, maybe that'll repeat here, and then he'll have the last laugh like he typically does. Yep, yep, yep. Um, one more thing on the, on the NFL, I guess. Um, so the Dolphins, they had Sunday Night Football, and in honor of their 1972 uh, undefeated team. Only team ever, by the way. Only team ever to be undefeated. They brought back the 1972 prices mm. for the fans. So you could have got a soda for 75 cents, some popcorn for $1.75, and a hot dog for 2 bucks. In this economy? Damn, I mean, that's a steal. There's some, uh, isn't that Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta does, does the cheap yeah. concessions, but even that, it's not that cheap. No, no, I mean, that's damn good. Everybody gets something, you know? Um, I'm, I'm of the belief that, I mean, I look at those prices and I just get, uh, you know, it's, it's heart crushing when you're over at Fenway or something and it's like $9 for a hot dog. Um, hot dogs aren't even that damn good, by the They're way. They're bad. Yeah. They are bad. They're they not weird ketchup at Fenway. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a Fenway sausage, though. The ones from the outside. Sausages, the, oh, the ones outside are good. Right. Um, um, but speaking of things coming back, uh, less to do with sports, but maybe we could turn it into a sports sort of thing. But since you're talking about menu items uh, from the past, uh, we, we need to talk the McRib. So from the 31st, so from Halloween to... November 20th or so, third week in November, I guess the McRib is coming back. No way. Yeah, the McRib is coming back. So just for a couple weeks, but the reason why it's notable, um, the reason I'm bringing it up is because this is apparently the farewell tour for the McRib. Damn, I've ne- you know, I've never even actually had a McRib, have you? I don't think I've had a McRib. I, I don't, it doesn't sound particularly appetizing to me necessarily, but I mean, I a lot of people clearly, <laughs> either a lot, actually this, this is my view, either a lot of people really like it or it's just achieved such meme status that people will buy it for the ha-has. I bet it's good. I mean, I bet it's fine. We got, I think we got we to gotta try, we got to get our hands on one, do a review. You know, 
I, I think everybody ought to. We need to treat it like the proper farewell tour. I think the, the reason why some farewell tours go poorly is there's not enough support around it. So maybe we can galvanize yeah. some support to really um, right. you know, let the McRib go out with a bang. Obviously, there's an asterisk here because Germany, as well as Luxembourg, they sell McRibs year-round. Wow. They are never retired there. Interesting. So, a sports analogy. They maybe the, Yeah, they love it. So maybe the McRib is just going overseas. You know, it's yeah. similarly to like when Zlatan... Uh, played in the MLS. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, this whole McRib thing, I don't know why it made me think of this, but remember when we first started this, we used to do wine reviews at the beginning? Yeah. Damn good. I, I would love to go. We should go listen to those. Like <laughs> episodes one through 20. They're probably hilarious. Was it, was it this specific pod? This specific pod, yeah. Really? I, th- I always thought that was uh, considered settled. I mean, we no. also did wine reviews for that one. We did, like, movie reviews for but we that did, one. But we did. We love reviews. But we did wine reviews with it, I'm pretty sure, no? Maybe. I don't yeah. know. But That's funny. Maybe we should yeah, bring that back. Crack Maybe, open a bottle I of wine. Mean, get I mean, kind of I, drunk. I know we were talking about doing sports doc reviews, documentaries and whatnot, but maybe we should also review um, sport-owned beverages. You know, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. could be expensive, though, these tequila Lobos, brands. Lobos. Uh, I don't know what MJ's is called. Um, but, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll see how it goes. You I know, mean, I bet... Uh, I actually do. I bet. I bet wine reviews would would kill on TikTok. Couple couple of guys sitting on a couch doing wine reviews. All right. Well, I think we have our new sh- our next angle. Yeah. Yeah. Just put that on just, YouTube. Just sipping on wine, <laughs> <laughs> talking sports. Um. But you mentioned uh, Zlatan, so I'm going to pivot to soccer. Um. So the World Cup is coming up next month, and supposedly this is the most expensive World Cup of all time. Fans are buying tickets that they've had for years, and now they're and now they're considering not even going. Like they bought the ticket years ago. And fans, fans from Europe, U.S. They've had these tickets. They've been dying to go to the World Cup for so long, and they're considering not going because the accommodations and the flights are just so expensive. I mean, what are the prices looking like? So to stay in a hotel. The average price in Qatar right now around the stadium is about $570 a night. <sighs> to stay on a cruise ship, they've brought in three cruise ships for fans. That's going to run you 470 a night. Oh, I mean, is that... That seems almost better than being in a hotel. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know if I'd want to stay on a cruise ship, but... And then <laughs> you could stay in a tent inside another stadium... For a hundred dollars a night, they have a thousand of those. That's some Harry Potter shit. And it's something about that seems unsafe. Yeah, that gives like big uh, like festival vibes. Yeah, and in, in Qatar. Yeah, it's like surround. Yeah, and something about that. Don't seems do any key. affection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah, no, no public affection. Yeah, everyone is welcome, but yeah. but no affection, yeah, please. Yeah. No, uh, they're like no rainbows. I don't know yeah. how FIFA landed on this one. They they real picked they picked a gem. You know, I, I don't, think I don't want to say that too loudly. I, I think the the money uh, money talks with things like this for sure. But right. I mean, when does the World Cup start? November twentieth. Oh, okay. Right couple around the couple weeks I'm actually, away. I'm actually very excited for the World Cup. No, I think it'll be fun. The U.S. is in it, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Last time the U.S. was in the World Cup, I think it was twenty sixteen. Mm. Um, and, the and people they were did, buzzing. Dude, they did like a watch party down mm. at City Hall. It was honestly, it was great. Mm. Back when they were kind of good. Yeah, I mean, I think um, s- soccer is obviously, like, it's certainly popular to an extent here. I think, be like, at a certain age group. But once it enters the professional realm, I think it's had some, some historically, it's had some struggles keeping up with the other sports. But now, I mean, I would flip down on its head. I feel like with football losing some popularity, 
And, like, with the national teams being so good. The women's team won it last time. Yeah. Like, I mean, these are... MLS is booming. I think we're trending up. We've, we've sent some Americans out over to Europe who are uh, fitting in, right? And so is Pulisic? Pulisic. He doesn't Pulisic? play. No? Uh, he's on. He's plays for Chelsea. He just doesn't really play. You know, they're wasting uh, They're wasting a good talent. We, yep. we love him over here in uh, the New England Revs. He'll be back. Yeah. Um, but also in soccer... Um, wasn't it, didn't you say it was like almost six racks though to go? Was that the total price? Yeah, to go to the. F- I don't know. They, it was never unclear. Yeah, but it I was think pretty to unclear. Go, to go to the final would be like fifty six hundred, including ticket and plane ride and hotel from England. Jeez. Um, but staying on soccer, um, some folks in Europe they're determined to make this European Super Soccer League happen. I mean that was a huge deal when it dropped. I People remember were enraged. Yeah, everybody everybody and their moms had something to say. They were they were gonna lose their mind. The was it the Premier League? I mean, this is even before Live Golf. This is probably where yeah, Live it's, Golf it's got a, their it's idea a template. from. It's the blueprint for Live Golf. They were about to uh, make a splinter league, take all the like Man U, uh Barcelona, like all the big teams. All the big teams were just going to do their own thing. Congregate in one thing. And from what I understand, there's still some some separatist uh, feelings. So basically, they're going to try to make it happen as long as the UEFA, who does the Champions League, um, or they're going to try to make it happen as long as the teams don't get any like negative sanctions from the soccer FIFA governing body. Mm. Um, and I think I think it's called A22 is what they're calling it. And this one, you won't. There'll be some form of relegation and promotion. Um, it won't just be like a Super League. Super oh, so, League oh, so they've been. Thing. So since the news dropped initially, they've like revised. It seems like they're rethinking, tinkering. They brought in a CEO for some from some big German media company. Oh, okay, so they're trying to um, pull this off. I think they're determined to pull it off. That, that's all but certain. Um, but they're trying to do it without bothering. The people, the big wigs. They're trying to do it the right way. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. Sort of. I mean, you know, I respect them for trying to do it maybe the way they did it initially at first. At the very least, test the waters, right? See. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's through their hands. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, yeah. I mean, I, there's probably a lot of people out there who care a lot more about this than us, but I to find it interesting. Yeah. I mean, least. if anything, we're just, uh, we're... Don't shoot the message. Yeah, we're just we're amplifying their message. We're bringing awareness to their cause. Those those people out there who maybe oppose a twenty two. I personally think it'll be good fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you said, we're not necessarily the biggest soccer fans, so there might be people out there who think we're uh, very wrong. Yeah. Yep. Um, um. And what is there? A, I mean, I know it's in the conceptual stages, but are they talking about when we could expect this new league? <laughs> they expect that it will get done within three years. Okay. That's, Which is kind of a, you that's, know, that's a quick turnaround. Soon. I've learned that three years isn't very far no, away. No, no, it, it flies by at our age. Yeah, fucking 25. Um, but on the, you know, we just talked about promotion and relegation. Adam Silver said that the NBA has discussed a system of promotion and relegation where NBA teams and G League teams could potentially switch spots depending on performance. Well, my quick thoughts. I mean, I Give mean, it to me. Any G League, te- okay, it's, it works both ways. Any G League team that gets promoted is going to get the floor wiped with them. Full stop. There probably won't be a single game that they're even within 30. Realistically. 
I mean, maybe they keep it close for some quarters. I don't want to discount guys them. guys get hot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they get hot and a team is lazy. But, I mean, imagine you are the coach of an NBA team and you are now playing a team of non-NBA players. I mean, surely – I mean, I, what I'll give the G League team is that their coaches probably are respectable coaches um, who will put up a solid performance. The players, on the other hand, I don't think will – you know, that won't make any sense. And even on the flip side of that, you take the worst team in the league, send them down to there, a couple things happen. Obviously, they wipe the floor. But even – like, even if they couldn't wipe the floor, do you think players who, like – are free agents or have uh, contract options are going to like stick around. I bet their whole team becomes a big, I bet what happens is for the NBA teams being relegated, it becomes a fire sale. The players who can leave, leave the players and it's a player's league. So basically anyone with half a mind is going to call their agent and say, get me out of here. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Well, that's kind of how it goes in Europe because basically when you get relegated from, let's say the premier league to the champions cup or whatever it's called, um, your budget shrinks from that of a Premier mm. League team, like your salary cap, to that of a Champions Cup team. So you literally just can't afford these guys anymore, basically. Yeah, and so that would probably be the case. And I mean, to your point, you, you can't blame them for wanting to go jump ship and play for a um, quote-unquote real professional basketball team or even overseas if they can't be landed anywhere else. Like maybe that's another thing is because they were relegated, I mean, they can't look too hot on the organization, right? Like... Right. I mean, I, I think the only way it works is that if off the bat, you, you would just have to, like, take the bottom five teams in the NBA and relegate them. Right away. Right away. You would just have to take the crop, the, the, the bad crop of the NBA, take them down a level, and then all of a sudden maybe you have some kind of intermingling. No. Look, this is the only way that it works. This is the only way that it works is... I think at this point, the G League has close to 30 teams. Maybe it's not one for one exactly with the NBA, but it's, it's grown significantly where almost every team has a G League affiliate. What you do if you want this to work is you need to double the amount of teams in the G League pretty much or, or increase it significantly. And then you do this relegation promotion system with those teams. That's the only way I see it working. You'd have to pay. I mean, it could you, all, you can't do it with the NBA. You would have to pay. You'd have to start paying G League players a hell of a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, because that that would essentially be a true feeder system. Teams would need incentive, some incentive to play for the G League. I think to your point, you'd have to expand it. You'd also have to like really, really market it as like this international league and get like some of the best players who are maybe like really good. Right. Like you'd have to get players who are really, really good in let's call it like Spain but aren't good enough for the NBA to play in the G League instead of play for, like, FC Barcelona. Right, right. No, exactly. And that would be entertaining to watch. I mean, I don't know necessarily what G League... Yeah, I mean, I don't know how it would necessarily work. Yeah, maybe maybe the American sports fan is incapable of doing this, but I think what it would... what would, And we've talked about this before, but what it would appeal to for me is if they expanded it and now suddenly, like... Uh, Worcester has a team. Springfield has a team. Uh, you know, smaller cities and areas that before were like maybe ignored. I mean, you you put a team back in Vancouver. You put a team in Montreal. Whatever the case may be, and then if that those teams can garner some sort of support, then I think it's pretty interesting. Other than that, right. I mean, you you the the problem is fundamentally it comes down to this: the NBA is the premier basketball league in the world. 
All 30 teams are basically the 30 best teams in the world. Maybe there's some exceptions. The G League doesn't hold water to European basketball. The G League probably doesn't hold water to, like, Asian basketball. Doesn't maybe hold even that much water to African or Latin American basketball. It makes no sense whatsoever to suddenly make those two teams compete. The and, leagues and, aren't even comparable. And not to beat this thing to a, to, and not to beat this thing to death, but like this, the, the talent pool still mm. isn't there, right? Like soccer is right. can do such a successful promotion and relegation system for every one of their leagues mm-hmm. because there's such a, such a large and sophisticated talent pool for them to draw from the basketball like it's great and the nba is like top notch mm-hmm. europe is great but it's just it's not there globally where you're pulling guys from india right. and all over the place and you know i i do commend the nba leadership and adam silver for being willing to think outside the they'll box. talk about anything yeah they'll talk yeah they, they don't give a shit they'll talk about anything and on top of that i think they've made some great reforms i mean tanking is basically dead there's really no more incentive to tank anymore. I mean, 14%, it's not a great chance. I mean, sure, it's better than 0% chance at a lottery pick, but, like, it's not amazing necessarily. I mean, I personally like the play-in tournament. I think it's a bit strange, but, it, you know, the NBA is a league built on drama anyway, and I think it just adds an extra dose of drama. So, right. you know, would I be surprised if this ever happened? Yes, in the way that it was described, but I would not be surprised if they made a big push to um, increase, like, the G League into some... I mean, think about it, too. It's like, at the end of the day, it's about ticket sales, right? So if you can get local people who aren't going to go to a Celtics game, aren't going to go to a Knicks game, but they'll go see a team in their local smaller stadium, it could be entertaining at the end of the day. If it's the right talent pool, if it's, you know, competitive games and... If they grow enough of an attachment to their team where they care where they place. Because right now the G League doesn't have that. Right. All right. Considered settled. Wow. Um, what else? Do you have anything else on the on the NBA? Yeah, well, while we're on basketball, I mean, I don't actually have much on this um, necessarily, but just wanted to point it out that uh, two records that I didn't necessarily expect, one more believable than the other, Blazers 4-0. That is the... Um, Less believable one. No offense to the Blazers. Uh, but I think at this point in the year, Damian Lillard always comes, you know, ready to play at the beginning of every season. Always, honestly, sort of a perennial MVP candidate, whether or not he'll ever actually win one. I think he comes out and, you know, does his thing. Right now he's averaging 33 points, 50% from the field, 40% from three. And an insane stat right here is that he's averaging 77.8% on ISO shots. Um, and the league average for free throws is 77.2. So basically, he's more automatic when he's got you in the one-on-one than people shooting by themselves on a line for a free throw. That might be one of the more impressive stats I've heard in, in quite some time. Yeah, and obviously it's four games in, small sample size. Surely that will like drop. But even doing that through four games is incredibly impressive. I'd love to know what like the league average on that is or anything like that. Yeah, for ISO shots. Yeah. I mean, It's got to be like... 30 40 percent right yeah it can't be that that high um maybe near near 50 if you're good but uh but i always think about the um patrick ewing video when he was coaching georgetown and one of his players puts up this like ridiculous shot and in the timeout patrick ewing i'm paraphrasing but he's like uh have you ever practiced that shot have you ever taken that shot before that's always what i think about when somebody's taking an iso in the league um all all time clip all time clip um, but talking about 4-0... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No. Well, I was, I was going to say on the flip side, the one that's slightly more believable is that the Lakers are 0-3. Anybody could have seen that coming. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not pretty to watch. But you know who is doing good? The goddamn Jazz. 
Jazz coming out on fire. This man, uh, Lori Markkinen, looking like an all-star. You know, I was under the impression they'd be tanking. Um, yeah, they're supposed to be. Yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe Danny Ainge is up to something. You know, you, you got to keep an eye on that one. He's uh, he's always he's always got something up his sleeve, and maybe what it is is a six seed, five seed appearance for the Jazz. Everybody counted them out. No Gobert, no Donovan Mitchell, no problem. They still got Jordan Clarkson. Still held on to Mike Conley, pretty sure. Like you said, Laurie Markin and some other key pieces. Um, I haven't watched. Any jazz basketball. Well, actually, that's they've got true. some funky uniforms. I don't I, know if you've seen them. Yeah, like bright like the yellow neon. Yeah. It's, it's a weird it's new kinda look. Kind of ugly, yeah. yeah. I mean, did they retire those like mountain ones? I thought like, they were the Pacers when I saw them. Yeah. That's funny. No, I've, I've watched uh, like clips of jazz basketball, but now that I know that they're potentially worth watching, I'll, I'll tune in. Laurie Marketing, though, I mean, he was good in Chicago. He's always been good. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Uh, yeah. Fundamental. Yeah, Mr. Fundamental. Um, what else you got, man? Oh, you. you Dwindling? All right. I'm, well, I'm puttered out. Well, it's that time. It's that time where uh, Sam's random topics bubble up to the top. So, for one, I meant to talk about this last time, but um, Adam Sandler, Netflix, Sadie Brothers. They're getting together for another movie. Uh, I think they did what? Hustle. They did Uncut Gems. I don't know if the Sadie Brothers did both of those movies or not. Um, but Adam Sandler and Netflix. Yeah, Adam Sandler <laughs> and Netflix are coming together to do a third flip film, this time around him being a card collector. Collectibles guy. Wow. That's fitting. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they're all, honestly, more or less around the same theme. Basically the same character, potentially. But I don't know how you can make a film about cards that interesting. But I'm sure they, I mean, they must have something in mind, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a booming industry. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly shocked we're not in there. I mean, I don't collect. I wish I was in there. Yeah, because, I mean... When I think about collecting cards, it's sure you could go to some store and just buy boxes on boxes and hope that you get something nice. But really, it's about you know perusing the interwebs and trying to get that that special one. It's like a stock market at yeah. the end of the day. It, it buy is. low, sell high. It is. It is. I bet that movie will be good. Go. I was delightfully. I hated Uncut Gems. Hated that one. Really? I thought it was terrible. Really? Okay, not a, terrible. A lot of people were. Uh, it's very polarizing it, yeah, movie. It's, you're either hot or cold. Yeah. Um, I was on the cold side of Uncut Gems, but. Um, I was impressed. I, I went into this. The, what is it? Hustle? I think it's called Hustle. I could be wrong. It's some shit like that. The one that had uh, uh, the, Hernan Gomez. Yeah. yeah. I went into the movie with Hernan Gomez uh, like a little sus. I didn't think it would be good, but I was impressed. I thought it was a good movie. I thought that was better than Uncut Gems. Yeah. Way better. Yeah, way yeah, better than Uncut yeah. Gems. Actually watchable. Yeah. <laughs> Uncut Gems is too funny, though, because the like, ending was terrible. Yeah. Um, but no, beyond that, um, I'm pretty much all set. There's some things that we didn't talk about last week, um, uh, mostly around avocados. Uh, so apparently, um, huge avocado surplus, specifically around Philadelphia. Um, so now, uh, this nonprofit sharing excess will be giving away, and maybe they already gave these away. This is slightly old, but a ton, 2,000 plus pounds of free avocados uh, in what they're calling avogeddon. They're giving out free avocados. Yep, because basically, oh, um, hands on them. you know, we we have too much supply from South America, which is in contrast. About seven months ago, couldn't find a damn avocado anywhere. anywhere. Now there's so many of them that you know. I think before, uh, you know, uh, 48 avocados in May would have cost you almost 80 bucks, which is double what it was the year before that. Now. You get a crate of avocados for 29 bucks. Wow. It's a steal. Usually you only see that at Costco. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's that time of the year. I know a lot of people out there who like to make homemade guac, do their own I'm thing. I'm one of those. It's, it's that time. Um, right. 
Otherwise, I don't know really what else you use avocado for. Never was an avocado toast person. I never really got it's good that. Good sometimes if you just uh, throw it into a salad. Mm. Yeah. Salt. Yep. I'll do that. I'll do that. I don't put it in wraps though. Some people put it in wraps. I but like it in wraps. Speaking of wraps, I think that's a good place to wrap up. I actually forgot. I have one more thing. Uh-oh, um, some bonus. Uh oh. Bonus. Little F one action. It's been a while since we yeah. talked about that. We were fake fans for a bit. Yeah. We still follow. Um, we just don't talk about. I watch it. the races. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's far more podcasts and TikTok channels out there that are far more informed about F1 than us. We yeah. really have no... no we're, we're the surface-level guys. Yeah, we got no... That's new, probably what the pod no should be called. <laughs> surface-level guys. I like that a lot. Surface-level guys. It's not bad. Surface-level sports. Surface-level sports. That's funny. Yeah, that's not bad. That ain't bad. Um, remember that. <laughs> um, but basically, F1 just renewed, or ESPN just renewed their F1 media rights deal, or ESPN just renewed their media rights deal with Formula One. For three years, two hundred twenty-five million. That is seventeen x what they were paying previously. That's a crazy premium. I mean, I wonder. Um, surely the the viewership m- numbers must still be holding. Like people must be waking up at seven a.m., eight a.m. to still watch these races. I mean, for reference, this isn't a viewership number, but in twenty eighteen or no, I think it was either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. The Austin Grand Prix, which was last weekend, had about two hundred eighty thousand fans. Last weekend, when it happened this time, 450,000. Wow. Crazy. Sports booming. Yeah, and so I wonder, I mean, I don't know how F1 far out. F1 and Pickleball. F1 and Pickleball. I don't know how far out they um, release their calendars or their, their race schedules. It's already out for next year. Oh, okay, what, what's that looking like back in the U.S.? Three races in the U.S. Oh, okay. Miami, Austin, and then Vegas. <sighs> it's, oh, it's similar to what it was this time around. They haven't done Vegas yet. Right. Vegas will be new next year. And then They're doing the most races ever next year. I think presumably they'll still 25. do... Montreal, perhaps? They still do Montreal, so that's, you know, in North America. They do Mexico. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's going to be five races that, in North America. You know, there's I think there's plenty of reasons to want to be a pro athlete in whatever sport, whatever activity. Um, F1, it's got to be the most most global. I mean, it could be wrong there. Definitely but, a lot yeah. of glitz and glam. You yeah. get to drive the cool cars. Yeah. You still get paid a shit ton of money. Yeah, you see the world, you know. Hello, it's taxing. You know, it's a lot of travel. Yeah, it's a lot of travel. A lot of travel. And you know, you're you're fighting for points to drive to survive. <laughs> um, all right. Well we'll wrap up there. That's uh what do you say? Surface level surface sports? Surface level sports. Yeah. Not bad, huh? Not bad, yeah. And I know that you still wanna see me.